<laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. So I got Jim York on, and if you guys don't know him, he's pretty much the uh, I, the craziest person I follow on Instagram, for sure. How does your insurance, do you have insurance? How does that work? You have to have insurance, but I don't tell them much about what I do. Yeah, I feel like they would immediately be <laughs> Entertainment or marketing. Yeah. (laughs) Pick your favorite. Like, what what do you tell them I do when you're like, hey, I need some, you know, life and health insurance here? I'm just heading to an event. I just (laughs) just just, drive cars. We'll leave it as vague as possible. (laughs) I don't even go into the car thing. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. We were talking the other day with JH, and he was like, you got to ask him about the math that he does before a jump because i was like yeah he's got to you know know the trajectories and everything like that and (laughs) speeds and stuff we're getting a little better but usually it's a oh if i go fast enough it's probably safer than going too slow so we'll try this see if it works here's 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 hoping yeah that that may be up to contention of (laughs) the the crowd what were you when you've done it at like when you hit a jump so many times you can kind of look at an angle of a jump and say that's too steep this isn't going to work if we do this this and this and i go a little faster we'll be good um, so yeah, it's just, it's napkin math. That's what, that's the best way to explain it. Uh, there's enough that goes into it that it works, but not so much that you overthink it because you get to that point and it probably is going to end in ca- like catastrophe versus just hoping for the best, expecting the worst and give her the, give her the beans. Yeah. Just wide open. Yeah. You, you seem to use lower powered cars, which probably... Uh, the last well, that one <laughs> that was the most horsepower I've ever had, and also the first I've ever gone. So usually they're limos that make probably <laughs> yeah. Well, we just did a limo jump up in Montana. Actually, uh, um, it was the Jim Connor jump, and that car was so underpowered. And I did the test run out, and I'm like, Oof, this is going to be close. They said mm-hmm. 55 was minimum speed. Um, I kept that thing pinned, and right as I get to the transition where it's too late to back out, it downshifts, and you lose a lot of speed going up the size of this ramp. Couldn't back out. It was just kind of like, ah! yeah. And then you can see, like, my moment of relief in the eyes where it's just like, oh, I'm going to make it. And, yeah, we actually beat the world record by three inches. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work with the world record, then? Do they, do like, is it Guinness, or do they? Uh, we've, like, there's a handful of guys. Just unofficial, kind of. Yeah, unofficial, but um, there's one other guy that's kind of in contention for it. And uh, as we've gone back and forth, he has every limo stat of, like, what the actual world record is. And so I'll just talk to him and say, hey, like, dirt to dirt, what is it? And we've beat that and then beat it again. And he, uh, he the first, like, the, the dude, it's a guy out of Wisconsin. Don't really even, I don't even recall his name. He just does it because he's crazy. And I the first time I saw him jump, didn't know him. I got a text from actually uh, Pastrana, who was just like, "Hey, I think this guy's gonna beat you." And I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna put a bunch of cars. He's gonna put crash cars out or whatever." That doesn't really count. And I just get a video later, and <laughs> I think he beat you. This guy hunted, sent it 145 feet to flat, but dirt to dirt, I have that one locked in for sure. I can imagine there's not a huge community of people jumping limos. Two in the world that I know of. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. If you guys didn't talk, it'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those, there's two of us, and uh, it's a friendly battle of stupidity. And it was that white one that I think I saw in Montana, that extra long one, too. Yep, that it was wasn't a, like an average one like you jumped at SEMA. No, that was a super stretch. Um, that was kind of a last-minute deal where he's like, uh, it, the guy took it to prom. Like, it was kind of... Uh, family vehicle that he's like, oh, if it runs again, I'd love to take the kids or whatever. And 
it didn't run anymore. But he he, he signed up for a yeah. bad idea, and uh, it's one of those careful what Did you ask really for because we it was going to run. I, we so we've got another one that's at uh, Trav's house. We filled the back up with water, jumped it. It's the world record hot tub limo jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the world record in that. What are these distances then? Oh, that so, one wasn't crazy. I think we jumped that one about a hundred feet. But I mean, pretty, the only thing I'll say is, and the other record you said you were three inches past the guy. What was that one? So I beat my own record by three inches by at three that inches, one. Yep. But how far was that? One hundred and ten feet. Okay. So like none of these are like epically big, but at the same time, I mean, that's it's one of those serious. like nobody's tried to beat it since or like really I, I i look at it as if you can beat it the next day you definitely don't have a world record but uh yet to have anybody beat the record unless it was me so i i'll take all to like anybody that wants to challenge it go for it and then we then we can get in a battle and i'll yeah. whoop your ass with all due respect well the one at <laughs> ls fest west was pretty wild too because you almost saved that one into well, the roll. Yeah. The, it landed so nicely, <laughs> and then there's just not enough runoff, it looked like. That was the problem with uh, a flat landing, is, <laughs> is if you nose dart into dirt, it turns out that car rolls over. Um, it was kind of what we expected, where the car starts to pitch at a certain amount of speed and a certain amount of uh, distance. And I actually, in Montana, the scariest, we were just talking about this, the scariest jump I've ever done was in a Buick, uh, the Buick that I jumped up there. It was a Buick Park Avenue. We had a very gentle sloping jump, or the, the pitch of it wasn't that much. It was like 11%, like a, a steep jump's about 15%. Mm-hmm. And when we went off that, I mean, this was, like, don't try this at home. We're stupid. <laughs> I don't think anybody's trying yeah, this I was at home. Say, <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, bad idea. It was just a really bad idea, but... Uh, we knew enough that it should probably work, but this was stock seatbelt, wore a helmet, hope for the best, kind of expected. Like just three-point yeah, grandma's it, it, it was a stock seat. Literally, we had bought it off Facebook Marketplace, did nothing to it other than pull the airbag. And I hit that thing going about 75. We jumped 145 feet, and it started to nose, but at the same time, like that's just you, – you're, you're definitely putting we, – we put probably too much risk into that one. Yeah. Um, but came out okay, so that's one of those, rather be lucky than good and don't do that again unless we have a roll cage. That was Trav's first words out of his mouth. You can't do that unless you have a roll cage. And I'm like, well, it turns out you can, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Did you have any thought behind that, like, you know, disable the airbags or, like – because sometimes you can lock yourself in a seat if you like look recline back and lock the seat belt. Yeah, so those are the two things that we'll always do. We actually were uh, some of the guys sitting here that you can't see. Uh, Josh, we, we uh, it was his first time jumping a car, so we were running him through like, all right, recline the seat back and lock forward. Your seat belt will lock in. It's kind of like a harness, as close as you can get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the little tactics, and then um, definitely pulling the airbag because I've been hit in the face with the airbag a few times, and it's not fun. You Even if you're, like, prepared for it to kind of just move your hands. Because that, that sucks, too, when your hands get caught up in the airbag. I, well, and see, to that point, when you have – we had a long run out, and there was a bunch of sagebrush and different potholes and things. So it was still, like, land, and now you've got to drive, oh. assuming that the car still has steering. So there was a lot going into that one that uh, I – that's if – you, if you watch a lot of my jumps, it's the first and only one. I'm not a big guy on test runs. I'm not a good big guy on practice. If something feels completely, completely wrong, I will stop. But other than that, if it's slightly off, I'll still say, well, this might work. Either way, it'll be a show. So let's go. Man, that is freaking ballsy. You're just 
just really throwing it to the wind on that. I just, your nerves, I, if anybody looks at it and is like, oh, like, how does he do it? It's all, you get to a point, you just say you're going to go, you go. But that's the problem. If you say you're going to go, you go. If you have to back up and try it again, it's like, man, really, really start thinking way too much about it. Have you just been crashing things forever then? Or is this a new, no. is this a new thing? So, like, that's the funny thing is, like, everyone's like, oh, how'd you get your start? And, like, I just really enjoyed. So my first driving experiences were up above my hills. I grew up in Utah. You could, you didn't have to have a license. It was a different time. Um, but, you know, at, like, 13 years old, I could go buy a car for $50 when you could buy a car for $50, that's yeah. uh, putting age out there. But um, so I'd, we'd go up in the dirt roads and just go as fast as you could through the dirt roads, bouncing around, doing things. And then, yeah, like, well, I'll bet I can go faster than, you know, you get a buddy up there. I bet I can go faster than you. I bet I can do this faster than mm -hmm. you. And then next thing you know, you just keep jumping and crashing stuff. and Kind of just like a start of like a rally career. Yeah, other than I can't drive for beans, but I'll go really fast at something and be like, ah, oh, this is going to suck. I'll hold yeah. it wide open long yeah. enough. Yeah. I bet I can go further than you and crash this better. It's yeah. Usually pretty good at that. So I, I imagine them putting you some, in something really fast is just exponentially crazier. Yeah. Because so you're the used to these slower vehicles. 100%. Crown Vic. <laughs> worst idea we ever had was uh, the offshore boat racing we did last year. Like, I had never driven a boat. Trav had never throttled a boat. But let's jump in and see if what we can do as far as... And when I say I've never driven a boat, that's not like I've never driven a powerboat. I had never driven a boat. Like not towing skiers, not towing boaters. I had never driven a boat. I got in the, the powerboat the, the first time. I'm like, huh, the steering wheel's on the wrong side. And the owner just looks at us and goes, that, that's all boats. And I'm like... Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Where's the steering wheel? Let's go. And this <laughs> like is not just a boat. This is like a high-powered... Yeah, I mean, we vehicle. we were, and to qualify all that, like, we were the ARCA series of offshore power racing. Like, mm -hmm. we weren't the top, top guys. Trav raced that. was uh, He actually won a world championship there, but arguably a lot sketchier. And that the, the Twin Cats, they have a little bit better balance where we're in a V-bottom. And the V-bottom, you don't get to relax because it's just throwing you back and forth the entire time. So it's called chime walking when it gets really bad and starts bouncing you back and forth. And you're hitting speeds on a really, really good day. You're, you know, you're a hundred and just, just capping over a hundred, but on the water, that's really fast. And if you've never driven a boat, that's terrifying. Yeah. And it doesn't like a boat traction feels so different than like a vehicle with traction. Yeah. They, like you a don't, turn feels like it doesn't make sense. Well, and so with a boat too, you, you hit your marks, your marks don't really change. Water's constantly moving, so mm -hmm. you don't get to relax. You don't get a deep breath. Okay, I'm, here's here comes this corner. I'm gonna be good. It's well, the last time this corner was great. Nope, there's a huge wave. We had a swell, and now we're six ways to Sunday. Knock my head like there was one race. Uh, you hear the announcer go over the like over the live feed. He's like, and Twisted V. That was the name of the boat. Twisted V. They're they're about a quarter mile off course. We had come up off a corner. I hit my head against the side, 
knock myself out for a split second. And Trav, I come to, and Trav's, where are you going? And I'm just, I literally don't know. I think it just got knocked out. And he's like, just laughs, full throttle head, and figure it out. But it's like, the buoy's that way, go. All right. How does it work with two people driving then? So is he just like helping you or what is he doing? So he's in charge of gas and brake. Okay. So that's terrifying in and of itself. I'm literally just steering, but he's in charge of gas, brake, ballast, um, trim tabs. So he's got his hands full of trying he's to on make like the technical side, making sure the boat's flying, you know, forward and backwards. They're trying to fly level, uh, trying to keep the boat in the water while not adding too much weight that we're yeah. slow. Like he's, his whole job is very complicated. My one is, like, don't kill us. And totally. How did you come to the decision of him being that? Because arguably he's one of the best drivers in the world. There was no reason. For I, him not to be on the steering wheel is surprising. He hates not driving. And the one thing that got him was it's backwards in a boat. So when you go in to save something in a car, it's completely opposite in a boat. So when it's turning one way, you turn the opposite way of what you do in a car. And he's like, I don't want to learn that bad habit. You drive. Huh. That's an interesting reason to. That was the only reason. I'm Other sure than he that, was like, panicking because he drove like the the supercat or the class ones. They you fix those the same way. So he drove those and he was fine. But yeah, hmm. the V bottoms, where if it's pitching one way, you turn against what you think would be right to save it, and that's when he's like, I I don't want to learn that bad habit. You drive. That's weird. I I don't think I could handle that either. That would. When you're putting a lot of trust into someone that we both don't, like, we both. Came to a, okay, we trust each other enough, but it it was interesting. There's If you watch the live or like the in-boat footage, it's both of us just yelling at each other, do better, quit sucking, we're going to die. And yeah, it's terrifying. And the boat owner was probably even more terrified. Well, we were racing against him and he's like, I, I just hope they finish. <laughs> yeah. And oddly enough, ended up second behind him in the world just by dumb luck. So... Just by pure lack of yeah, self. Well, we both have self-preservation, but we definitely put that on check as to, all right, well, we got to beat these people. So let's go. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those guys are like, just, you know, oh, you know, I'll just kind of do it as like a hobby. And you guys are like, I'm going to win this thing. Well, no, that's the funny thing is everybody, there's like the, what, there's eight to 10 boats, but, and like, so it's not a huge class, but everybody out there is, is dead serious. And it's, it's a it's a race series for sure. Like it's everybody takes it very very serious, but to that point, like I, everybody's high fiving after the race. And I, as I discovered, it was like we didn't die. Everyone, like, yes, let's go, let's go hit the bar. Like we live to see another yeah. one. And I mean, boats flipping up. It's like my first race. The guy behind us, he came up too steep on a jump, tripped, broke his boat in half, ended up sinking with a broken femur, and like the divers had to come and sit. Like it. Yeah. The consequences are high. And it the was race happened terrifying. last weekend, and same deal. 100%. Guy yep. went up in the air, comes down on the side of his boat, and the thing's just blowing apart. Well, yeah, and the Cat 1, the ex-insurance boat, he he just caught wind underneath yeah. his boat, came straight up, flipped right over. Like, it's, the consequences are this high. This was like five days ago. Yeah, like, it. every race, there was one of those. And, you know, it's it's terrifying. Like, crashing in a car, bad. Crashing in a boat, bad and worse. Yeah, the whole being in something in water is definitely a lot scarier of a situation. Having guys that are, like, their job is helicopter divers, and that's part of your race, and you can't race until you have those guys in the air, it kind of puts something a little bit in your head of, like, I I don't want to think about crashing. And that's that's why I think it was so scary for me. I, if I pay attention, I like crashing things. It doesn't really bother me. It's kind of fun for me. 
that was the one thing I didn't want to crash. So to that point, it it just scared me genuinely. Um, it, it was probably a little more expensive than most things <laughs> crash as well. And that, like, I'm like, <laughs> a the bank account, the bank account's not going to afford this. B I've already done the dunker test and hated that. So they flip you upside down a boat and like, hey, this is like, make sure you can get out of the boat and you know what you're doing. Yeah. And I hated the, that. So I'm like, as I was told, it's like getting punched in the face by someone like Mike Tyson and then trying to figure out how to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I didn't like the the mild test. So if I've got to do this other deal, if this happens in a real race, I'm... It's a bad day. Yeah, 170 to a dead stop and then upside down underwater. <laughs> trying to find all at the same time. Yeah, trying to find your air hose for yeah. and just which way's up. <laughs> yeah, if the guy next to me is okay or knocked out and trying to get like there was just so much and I was just like, oh hopefully we don't crash. <laughs> yeah. What's your deal with limos though? Why do you have such a fixation on those? Because you had the off-road one. <laughs> You've jumped them. Yeah, the limos come from that, that's an upbringing thing. I was born into a Cadillac family, so family collected Cadillacs growing up. Um, like I have a birthright car. I have a my first car ever was a 1938 Cadillac LaSalle. My brother's was a 1963 Cadillac Eldorado Brits. My other brother was a 1968 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. So that was like our dad bought us cars. This yeah. is your car. You're so one years old. Mobsters. He just genuinely <laughs> likes cats. Were they all black? No, man. Like uh, the I have a blue, like blue, yellow, and or the primary colors, red, yellow, and blue. Um, but it was one of those just really, really like Cadillacs. And fortunately or unfortunately, Cadillacs make some weird cars. They make hearses. They make limos. And so as we grew up, back again, when you could buy a car dirt cheap. We just got into all of them. Um, it didn't matter if it was a limo, if it was a Coupe de Ville, Eldorado, any of that. We were into it. So we we started just collecting these old Cadillacs. And then I have a 1970, or excuse me, a 1950 Cadillac. Um, it was a Fleetwood. We cut the back off of, made it into a truck. This was the first car I bought myself. Mm-hmm. And like cleanest hot rod Super, super, like we we did all the body work, made this thing into like we called the El Cadmino. So it's a now it's a coupe with a truck bed. Yeah, like the coolest car we spent so much time on. And then we bought a limo, we chopped the top on it, dro- painted it like American flag, and drove that thing around. One cost us, you know, arm and a leg. Other one we got for free because some guy owed us six hundred bucks. That Cadillac limo is the most attention-grabbing car we've ever got and arguably the most fun because you just pack a bunch of friends off and mm-hmm. you just go drive around. So that's kind of where that fixation started. And then I did, I found a cheap hearse on Facebook Marketplace, thought, hey, if I put a roll cage in this and jump it, that could be kind of fun. My buddy Nate Wessel spent all day building the jump, jumped it, got the world record, and then that's like this became the small snowball that then developed that just kept rolling because 10 days after that, uh, Trav was filming for Jim Connor and he goes, you're probably not going to drive the limo home, but I know you have a lot of them. <laughs> if you want to come and jump one in Jim Connor, head on out. And was that the one where they filmed in Miami or was that? No, that one was uh, Annapolis. So that was the oh, first. Yeah, the first t- one. Yep, that was 2020. Um, and I just remember the guys from Hoonigan tripping the whole time, like, and we go do the test run with Trav and the side-by-side, and he's like, all right, here's the side-by-side, go test this thing as many times as you need, and I'm like, I watched you do it, we're good. Go get in the car and let's get this over with, it's getting dark. Um, 
Could have went and beat on it side by side just a little bit. Right. I just, I don't like to break other people's stuff. I'd rather just break the car I'm in and call it a day. Side by sides are pretty guaranteed to break, too, once you start sending them. 100%. And they jump, they jump kind of different. They jump pretty nose heavy. And I was like, it's, it's, everything flies about the same up to 70 miles an hour, but I got a feeling Slimo's not going to really be comparable. So I I don't want to get any bad habits. Let's just go for it. Um, Jumped it the first time, drove away smooth. Jumped it the second time, and, like, I just wanted to, like, I'd get my hands up and kind of panicked because I went a little further. And then so I'm like, all right, one more time, one more time. They're like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> like, it's still running. How? But, yeah, go for it. So third time, got my thumb out. Um, but then at that point, it bent the axle, and when we bent the axle, it smashed the oil pan, and that car was done. They're like, just get it out of here. So we got it out of the backyard at Pastrana Land. Um, and that just became kind of the snowball effect that, well, that – went okay let's try this and let's try this and if we cut the back off of one and then fill it full of water what might that do yeah and so it's just been one of those that i guess that like if you were start kind of from a beginning that was kind of the genesis of where my stupidity or good times started and call them both and had a good time well, and then on a Gincana deal, you know, you did it on a national stage of probably, what, 80 million views or something, 50 million views or something by now. Oh, yeah. Like, it, 2020 is great for anything online. And then, yeah, yeah. when that one dropped, it was, you know. It, his first one was, his, like, a big thing. Exactly. So we, we had, a like, an attentive audience globally. And it showed, I mean, content was getting consumed right and left. And then when you produce and do something as epic as – his first Gymkhana, which yeah. very different from, you know, the previous ones. This one had a lot of jumping the car and just, mm-hmm. you know, some different uh, different things that yeah, way. he's more of a jump car type of guy. Exactly. And so it's just, it, it, it put a different flavor onto something that, uh, you know, Ken built and did amazing with, but it was just a, a different style of it showing, you know, hey, like, it's not better or worse. It's just different. And I think, you know, and then we have a tentative audience, so it went great. Um, And, you know, Trav being the driver that he is and then allowing me and, you know, a bunch of his friends to just be in the credits of it was really, really cool. And it's just been one of those, well, that gave me, like, if if no one else saw it, it just gave me a boast of confidence to say, that worked. Yeah. I could do this again. And this could be a real thing. Yeah, like, we might have something here, so let's, yeah. let's just keep going and see where it takes us. Are you in talks with Scotto about a crash Kana for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we were just going to call it Jim Kana, but spelled J-I-M. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it's, a, it's just a lot of rollovers and crashing, yeah. There's just a lot of crash stuff. <laughs> so just say, like, I don't know, with, with them, they usually have two, like, or one backup car. I'm like, well, you're going to need to build more, but the car will be cheaper. <laughs> it's a much smaller budget. They'll just put some, like, loud exhaust sounds exactly. in it. Exactly. So it sounds like it's some serious hot rod. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what the future of those Gincanas are. I'm sure you've got inside information that you can't tell as much, but. Well, I mean, Scotto talked about it today, you know, in mm-hmm. like in his post where he's kind of, he's he's doing some transition things right now, and uh, it is full steam there ahead. There's a future for Th- it. There's a future for it. That's all I really know and can say, other than he's just like, we've got some ideas. and Yeah. I think I get to crash something, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they end up doing. They got a couple cool cars in that lineup, like that. The Pegasus car is pretty awesome, that Porsche. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Man, I definitely need you to crash some more stuff because that's where it really comes. That's where it really comes cool. Well, there's a yeah, there's a talk about uh, Saturday at uh, Cleason Cars. 
hasn't been solidified. They've got to have a meeting tomorrow. But there's a monster truck jump. And there was a couple people like, we got to send a particular style vehicle over that. There is a pretty good monster truck jump there. It is great. I went and looked at the angles of it today and looked at the run-in. Broke out the calculator. I did my... <laughs> yeah, this this work. I think we got something. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I know there was a, a handful of safety concerns that if we can uh, come to an agreement on, you know, crowd safety and, you know, and things that way, we may have a stunt coming up on Saturday. Uh, literally that I got to the track today for practice mm-hmm. and then I didn't care about racing anymore when they said that it might be a, like, I, cowboy, you're up, man. Like, because I'm racing Cowboys drill on this weekend. I like at that point where yeah. they said you might be able to jump a Crown Vic, I all racing anything. I, I really don't care about this anymore. Like if we can just focus on this and I can do that. Oh, this would be the best weekend ever. Your brain right, went more to jumping. Than- oh, and like I came up with like, oh, if we if we do this, 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 like I don't want to give it all away, but uh, this will be out after. Well, that yeah, anyways. but if it doesn't but work it doesn't this work weekend, this then time. I want to come back at the Freedom yeah. Factory or when they do the Freedom 500 and probably do it then. But it involves a trailer and some other things. That if it all works out, oh, it'll be awesome. He's got quite a few crown fix there. I'm sure he wouldn't notice one crashed. Well, no, he. then that was the best part because he's like, when uh, when I jumped the Buick at LS Fest, I mean, arguably to flat. So Yeah, and that was a huge distance. That was a big distance, and this one is a big drop. So it's coming out of yeah. turn one and or You're three be and four. Up in the air. So it'll be a lot like it'll be probably the same <laughs> distance, if not higher. So coming down too flat, like I as much as it like I'm gonna live forever, it hurts. <laughs> like I'd still like I'd like to live forever and not have as much back pain or, you know, not have to see a massage therapist as much. So it, one of those like they're like, well, we have, and then I looked over and saw their graveyard of Crown Vicks, and I'm like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can just put those out there. So that was kind of the solution to that. But then adding a couple of, you know, a couple pieces of flair to that whole stunt, and uh, I think we have something. Um, if as long as we can pass through safety, Saturday should be pretty cool. And if not, we'll hopefully see it at the Freedom 500. And that would be awesome because then a little more planning could probably take place and yeah, I mean a little bit more pre-thought maybe <laughs> maybe they get some boxes or something you can land into. Yeah, you know, in best case, like less planning is better planning for me. It's like I like what are you doing right now? Come on over. All right, let's go. So that's true. I did message you five minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> case in point, I'm like I'd right, be there in ten. Yeah, I think it I'll, took fifteen. Sorry, that check took a little longer, but that's fine. I'm not worried about that. All right, guys, I wanted to interrupt this real quick to say if you enjoy what we're doing here, I only ask one thing. Hit that subscribe button. It means a lot. It helps us grow and we can keep this thing going. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. What is what? Well, I guess I was also going to ask because you guys are doing a um, van race, too, right? Yeah. So the Van Prix, um, it kind of got shut down in some other race series. But uh, I talked to Cletus. All he said was. Come and do a Van Prix at my race. I want to see it. I love the van racing. Like, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. So, the best is the vans are not, they're they're the back to the old school, like, the old school level of what this race was, where it was, let's get a bunch of Crown Vicks. There's not a lot of safety in them. It's not a lot going on. But now we've got top-heavy minivans. Mm-hmm. So, going through that kidney bean, I did some practice laps today, and where they have, like, the turning points, those are jumps. <laughs> So I'm just thinking, I'm like, 
tomorrow's going to be interesting because if you come around that corner going hard left, that van's going over. Yeah, if it gets unsettled just enough. Just enough. It'll do it. I've rolled plenty of minivans over, so there's the high, high possibility. You're going to see some carnage and bought all of these from Facebook. I bought all of the minivans when I landed Tuesday here at 3.30, and then we were done at noon today, which is Thursday. So in a day and a half, we have eight minivans. If you think I checked them at all, they're dead wrong. Like I, I know three or four of them overheat. Um, half of them have flat tires. We're going to throw some air in, throw some coolant in it, and then see what happens. I, there's a cup. We're all going to draw from a hat. That's what van you get. And, you know, if someone gets the lemon or the grenade, that's that's uh-huh. the luck of the draw. Is there a standout in your van choice, do you think? Is there one, there's one that's There's a Chevy uh, Venture that, like, all of them are Grand Caravans or Chrysler, Chrysler Town & Countries. We've got the Chevy Venture, and this Chevy Venture... It's a runner, because we drove that one the furthest. <laughs> um, yeah, that one made it all the way from Lakeland down to Freedom Factory. So. Oh, that's a trip. Yeah, it was it was a haul. The rest of them we trailer, but that one we like, we got one trailer. And we got- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got an extra guy. Let's go. <laughs> so drove it all the way back. I saw that thing reach speeds of 85 miles an hour. It's a little over speed limit, but hey. I uh, had to test things, and uh, I don't it know may- if it'll make that happen on a bank, but <laughs> yeah, if anybody hits eighty-five miles tomorrow, or eighty-five miles an hour tomorrow, that's just because they smash into a wall and it's just bouncing <laughs> off a rev limiter. <laughs> but, Maybe uh, if you push it with another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something along those lines. But I've never raced. I mean, we've done the nitro crosses in the minivans. It'll be really interesting to see how these things handle on pavement. I've raced front-wheel drive, and that's a different experience altogether. But now you've got top-heavy, gutless minivans going into that kidney bean and racing, doing practice laps today. I was even scratching my head of like, I'm bouncing in a Crown Vic that's low to the ground. We yeah. have top-heavy minivans. We're we're putting one over like that. We're, we're more than likely. The Crown Vics get sketchy. I mean, there's been times where that was. I mean, the Rangers get the most oh, sketchy. Yeah, those I, are instant rollovers. Those are instant rollovers, and you've got lightweight. Uh, rear wheel drive. Now we have lightweight front wheel drive. So all traction where traction's given, and then just bouncing that rear end up and down. So it'll be really interesting to see how tomorrow goes. Anybody's best yeah. guess, but my best guess is uh, one of them goes over, and then or we like. I mean, again, we haven't checked tires. This isn't like the full set of Nittos that you have on the Crown Vicks. This is you know as bald as can be. Belts showing. Yep. Uh, marketplace, like best we could get. Do you for, think any of them would pass the moose test? You know the. You ever oh, see that? One? <laughs> no, like none of these would pass any test other than they're a pile of crap, and that I can confirm. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of how that went. And one guy was trying to tell me like all oh, the motor runs really good. I'm like, you're missing the headliner. There's holes through every fender, and the entire bottom of this is rusted out. You like don't tell me it's a nice van. Just here's my 
Here's what I'll give you, and if you'll accept it, we're good. You got a family? You need a van? Like, <laughs> trying to get, trying to sell you on it? Yeah, like, I'm like, dude, I'm a, I grew up in used cars. Like, you don't need to tell me any more than I already know. Um, what what would you avoid on stunts? Is there anything that you're kind of a no-go on? Two wheels, maybe? Three wheels? Anything along those lines? <sighs> I shoot two weeks ago. <laughs> In the I, air. I, I did like break. Aircraft. I did separate my shoulder uh, trying to jump over a limo on a pit bike. And I just learned I'm not great at pit bikes. But, uh, I mean, I also went to another race, and that's where I coined the phrase and didn't really mean to. Uh, Trav was just like, you crashed here. You did this. You did this. And I was probably knocked a little senseless and just meant, like, uttered out, like, oh, I'm just here for the crash reel, man. And... So from there, it's just kind of been the more of a lifestyle than a statement, and uh, just keep kind of rolling with that. Um, I'm not good on two wheels, but I, in the last gym Connor, I jumped over trap, jumped Trav's car on a Honda Helix, like into a pond, and that went okay. I, I have enough stability on yeah. two wheels to do it. A pond seems pretty. Yeah, the, you know, you well, can't really land poorly into a pond. You can when it's three feet deep. Oh, that doesn't help. <laughs> I was going to say, because I feel like landing in a pond, it always looks like, ah, oh, he landed how he wanted. Yeah, no, I it, that thing. It, so it, it wasn't was, a pond, it was a puddle. Yeah, it was better than pavement, but not great. Um, anyway, I, I can't say yet because I haven't been faced with it. Uh, I'll let you know if we get to the point where it's a hard no. I don't know how to fly a plane, but I also don't really know how to drive. I still do that. So yeah, you keep keep showing up in these Crown Vic races, and you say you can't drive. Yeah. But hey, I won one of them. Well, no, that was front wheel drive. Uh, the first time they did the winter warm up, I won the the C class. So oh, okay. can't really say I won, but I didn't lose. And I wasn't the slowest guy there that day. Pretty cool. They put you with a uh, cowboy on that deal. Well, that was the best part. He had no idea what this race was, and I just text him after meeting him at Trav's the other day. I go, hey, we're going to race. Uh, we just raced Class 11s last week at Nitro Cross. And I go, hey, like uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, hey, we're going to race this together. Would you want to go out? And uh, have you ever heard of the Freedom Factory? You have no idea. Hey, we, well, tell you what, we've got Crown Vic race. There's this guy, this guy, this guy. We're all going to be there. Should be a good time. Do you want to do it? And he goes, yep, sign me up. So that was exactly how the conversation right. went. I don't really, like, I've raced with him once. Good dude. And, like, we hung out with them, um, like, what, back in August and, like, seemed to get on all right. And from there, it's just been, like, now we're racing Class 11s together. And just really Class the, 11s? Or? Uh, sorry, the Baja Bugs. The Baja Bugs. So yeah. we raced the Baja Bugs out at uh, Nitro Cross. Uh, that was my f the first time I had raced that series was uh, last week. And both him and I, uh, he, had a, he had a wicked crash. We came off six wide into the first jump, and one guy got a little squirrely got into him that put him straight into the wall, rolled the guy behind him. Like, it was it was chaos. If you haven't seen that video, go just look up. Yeah, on your Instagram, I'd imagine. No, nah, yeah, it's everywhere. But Wilkie, yeah. I think Wilkie posted it. Wilkie posted it. it he posted Wilkie, like yeah. he posted it. I got out of that. I was I was up front in the in the grid and then got a good start. So luckily got out of that one unscathed. But I think almost everybody else in the field, minus three of us, got out of that one okay. Oh, but wow. two laps later so he, he's out of the race. Two laps later, I'm going for a turn and get hit. That then sends me, kind of, like it was like a right on my rear right quarter. So you can imagine 
that sends you the little skewampus yeah. and rolled the uh, rolled the bug over and that put me out. So I was like, Man, there are only like, two guys left at that point. <laughs> right? No, like it's a field of nine. Two of us rolled over. Okay. And uh, but that's what I was like. Oh man, like he goes for broke, and I'm kind of the same way. So we'll be a good team. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, definitely a wreckers before checkers, but you know we'll, we'll try and finish. <laughs> Those seem cool to drive. That seems like a good class because they're not like overpowered or anything, and they're kind of just like little. It's my level. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's dumb enough to be awesome is kind of the way I look at it, and it's it's a crowd favorite for sure. Like definitely this last weekend, I mean that race definitely has more views than anything else. I mean, granted we had some vicious crashes like they yeah it completely destroyed cowboy's car which that's not awesome he got out okay uh but like it rung his bell a little bit and that's one of those like it's not the same amount of safety but we're not going the same amount of speed so it kind of works out mm -hmm. but at the same time yeah to your point it's really fun it's just that's a good beginner class and i don't and i'm there for a good time like if you know there's the whole like it's all about the good times, not about being good. And that's what I kind of show up to anything for. So I had the most fun probably racing that as I have anything at Nitro Cross, minus many, maybe minivans, but I get to do that this weekend. So it all works out. Yeah. I'd imagine ringing a bell of a MMA fighter is not easy feat at all. Not easy. I'd imagine he's pretty well trained yeah, to push through those kind of situations. Dude can take a lick, but this one was a hit. Like he... He hard right straight into a wall. Like yeah. that's that's a dead stops are always bad. I mean, it hit still rolled over, but that's an initial dead stop to yeah. then backward inertia. And those are when you see that, like that's when you know you've taken a hit. Even when I jumped that station wagon, yeah, it was a hit, but there was still forward momentum and never a dead dead stop. Yep. So one of those, it it still kind of works out. I think that's what Jeremy Clarkson would say. He said it's not the speed that gets you, it's the sudden stop. A sudden stop, 100%. Like, I, we do a race down in Tennessee called the Elrock. Uh, like, the last cast is Race of Champions. It's That was a minivan race, <laughs> and oddly enough. More minivans. Yeah, more <laughs> minivans. Um, there was a jump there. It was, it, was, it was the muddiest race you could imagine. And there's a jump there called the last cast is leap. It's not big. It's 35 feet. And... To that point, here it seems like we got. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can you can talk into the microphone. Is, so we have we have stripper drive. We have here. more people out. Yeah, yeah we'll just go. chime in since I kind of had experience. Yeah, I was this, say, this is his race. Yeah, honestly, so go, go ahead and finish your story, Jim. And then once you're done, I'll I'll kind of <laughs> no, add a little you, extra no, to actually, it. he's he's cut off right there because I know where that story's <laughs> gonna go, and we don't need to tell the rest of that. <laughs> so that story can stop. But so um, for people just <laughs> if you're actually watching, which you should be just listening anyways, there are people here that aren't on camera, but they got microphones. <laughs> so yeah, and to, and I mean, to that point, we I can do, go sneak around with you if you want. No, we don't you need You can it. if you want to, but people are listening anyways. Yeah. Anyway, so that race, we'll just stop as soon as I get done, and he doesn't need to chime in anymore. Um, but <laughs> so that race, I'm in a minivan, and there's this play, there's a jump there. It's it's not big. It's like 35, 40 feet. It's called The Last Gas is Leap, but it, it was extremely muddy. It had been raining all day. Um, I kind of looked at... Uh, everybody's favorite redneck, old Hubert, said, Hubert, I know I'm not going to make that jump, but I'd really like to try. <laughs> and it'll be entertaining either way. And he goes, next lap, give her give her everything you can. So, all right. And, you know, it was one of those, like, everybody's like, oh, he missed it by a mile. Like, well, yeah, like, we, I, yeah. I'm dumb enough to know better still. I, I was going to say too young to care, but I'm 
kind of old now. So in the race, you're going around and you can actually not hit the jump. Oh, the jump was never part of the race. Okay, so I just, it was just but a, it was, a rogue you, move. You went around it, or you, you like if it was a normal track, yes, it would be. Yeah. Like there was a straight shot at it, but pinned wide open, you were maybe 30 miles an hour. That jump required about 40 miles an hour to clear it. So I line up for it hit it with everything that van will kind of do, but we're just, I'm just spinning. It didn't really matter. Went up straight to the, basically the transition of the, well, no, we didn't hit anything. I basically hit the face of the landing okay. at the very bottom. He, he landed where the ground met the, the landing, landing ramp. I don't think it could have went any worse. And this is an over-under jump. Like originally the, the track was meant to go, you could either jump the jump and knock a lap off, or you yeah. could go through the middle of it. And Jim hit what needed to be 45 miles an hour, doing about 16. <laughs> That's not far off. No, it was but on red line in fourth fast. gear. Yeah, I was yeah. say, the speedo said I was going 60. So <laughs> the wheel speed. <laughs> but <laughs> blah, 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 like this story forever. gets so much better. Go ahead, Jim. Once you're done. <laughs> so anyway, I at that point I knocked myself pretty stupid. That one. Um, bent like I hit hard enough. It bent the steering wheel back, and that was just because I didn't let go. I definitely. Hit my head, uh, had a big old goose egg on the side of my knee. It was it was pretty vicious, and that was one of those like, just said I was gonna do something. They let me do it, and so we went for it. And uh, definitely, uh, sorry, like a uh, like this isn't one of those things I like to talk about all that much, but it was a real thing, and this is where I've definitely learned. Even after the Montana stuff, I I have a girlfriend at this point it's like if you jump anything without a roll cage from now on like we're done and one of those like i i got lucky way way too lucky a yeah. lot and I, I can't go back to that like i can't go back to jumping things without roll cages and things like that that was even like when i talked to garrett today he's like well yeah we got to find one with like one of the good cages and i go thank you yeah i i i can't do this in one of the minivans we have she'll let me race because she knows i'm dumb enough to survive but if it's jumping anything or doing any kind of stunt, like I just, I can't do that anymore. I've taken too many licks to the head. And as it turns out, they catch up with you. So one of those, like I learned my lesson and now it's, it has to be full cage ahead. Um, and that's what, it, like, that's probably for the best. Oh, hundred percent. Like I'm now just taking normal safety precautions or like the minimal safety precautions that a, a average human should. Yeah. And so it, it's been good that way. But that was, I mean, in, there's been that one and a handful others where, yeah, we, we took a lick, got lucky, and that, that luck's going to run out eventually, so we're upping safety. And, like, I did that jump in Vegas where we were going to – where I tried to barrel a whole limo through. <laughs> tried to go through a limo. Try was the best – or we tried to we tried to take a limo through two RVs through in a barrel roll. Yeah. And try was the key word there. Uh, we didn't know really what was going to happen, and with that um, – when I hit the RVs, it was just hard stop. Like, it caught that limo, wouldn't let it spin anymore, and that was kind of the end of that. But you were pretty high above the RV. Like, you well, almost cleared it <laughs> completely, it seemed like. Yeah, and at that point, we had asked safety, hey, can you can you back these up another 30 feet? The problem with that was we were too close to the crowd at that point, and we couldn't back the ramp up because it was bolted into the pavement. So we were kind of like, well... We don't have best case scenario, but I, I'm not going to go any slower. Uh -huh. Let's just kind of see what happens. Again, you can watch that video on like our, our YouTube, the channel 199. I, I explain it is 
they kind of go, how do you test something like this? And I just laugh and this is the test. We've never done it. We have no idea what's going to happen. We have some good theories and some good guesses. Again, our napkin math is usually pretty good, but that's all this is at this point. So we're going to hit it at this speed. We might clear the limos or we might clear the RVs completely, but let's just, let's try it out. And so, yeah, that's where I was. I remember looking over it because it just caught the rear end of the limo and I'm sitting there looking at the top of the RV is like top of this pretty clean. Yeah. This is going to suck. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm about to go get hit. You uh, went right over them. Yeah. So we <laughs> At caught, least the first one. Well, the first one, it caught the rear end and that's where I think we could have got a full barrel roll, but it just caught the limo and stalled that spin mm-hmm. for sure. So did you notice yourself trying to steer into a barrel roll? Like you could somehow turn it yeah, in like, like an on, RC car? No, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> nope. That's you just going to work. <laughs> Keep spinning. And it just one of those like didn't work, didn't work at all. Um, I mean, the crash was pretty epic. It landed straight upside down, skidded to a stop. and um, But anyway, like that. So that whole story and that whole point, um, that was one of those we – I put a full funny car cage in that. And that was – because I've taken too many hits with m- not enough safety. And for this one, where we knew I was going upside down, we, you know, it could have been one of those where it came up, was completely upside down, tripped on the RVs, and then slammed me down super, yeah. super hard right on. Yeah, it could have like, used itself as, like, leverage almost. Exactly. Like- so it would have been, you know, forward propulsion into slamming into the ground. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that looks like, but these guys, you know, funny car guys are going – pretty fast and i've seen those roll over a handful of times so if it's good enough for those guys yeah this is the best i can do and let's see what this does yeah because we were talking me and jage when he was on i was asking him about like who builds those cages because it's not just like a regular like car cage like it's like a wreck like it's going to be in a wreck type of cage it's a little different than like our race cars that like you know maybe you'll be in a wreck and like you kind of know they're going to bounce off a wall if they do wreck they don't really do anything too crazy like a drift cage you have to be prepared for cars t-boning you but you're kind of in a different realm than all of that yeah so what it ends up being is almost like you build a shroud like you just as as bad as this sounds it kind of like it's almost like a coffin around you but (laughs) built out of steel that prevents you from going in an actual wooden box so it actually works out it almost is like one of those deals that they use to fill up uh, semi-truck tires yeah where it's just like a halo overhead yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so that's probably a better way to put it as a halo versus a coffin <laughs> sorry i don't know why, why my mind went there but that yeah uh, is it just kind of it because it's shaped kind of like that um but yeah on this one it was one of those i'm like i looked in the car i'm like oh this is the safest mm-hmm. i've ever been by far and even like the i've been taking steps towards safety like the station wagon jump i go hey I need I need a good cage. This can't be my typical like previously it had been maybe a hoop behind the high, driver's side and I wouldn't I had like a forward bar from the you know on the drive like through the driver's door but now it's all right nope we have four bars coming down we're going to we're going to do an X up on the roof minimum or like even on this last one where it was the full funny car cage where you know you take enough hits that it it's diminishing returns so it, it is, 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 sorry, this took a downward slope, but um, no. <laughs> it is one of those, like, it is part of This is it, the reasons people shouldn't be doing 100%. Don't try to replicate this. Yeah, and then to that point, like, 
the safety sponsor that I have with Simpson, like those guys are amazing. I scratch a helmet and they'll send me a new one. Like they don't want to take any chances of, we don't know where that scratch came from. You yeah. might've hit, you know, you might've dropped it or you could have hit your head on any kind of this, that, or the other. And it's one of those, I'm sure their helmets could, I know their helmets can take that lick, but it's one of those two. You, they don't want to tempt that theory. And so they're very, very good about, you know, keeping safety. And I always say they're, I'm going to live forever, and they're definitely a key player in that whole yeah. uh, theory. <laughs> well, for people that don't know, if you wreck your car on a drag strip, the NHRA and the track officials are supposed to take your helmet. Yeah, like, that makes that's, sense. That's part of the rules is they take the helmet and they cut your harnesses because you're not supposed to reuse either of those things. Then I should, yeah, I should get rid of a handful of helmets and definitely not. <laughs> There's some harnesses that should never be used again, but uh, they're probably okay. We have different rules. <laughs> they're, they're probably okay, yeah. but it is part of the rules. I, I've seen people hide their helmets because they're like, you know, I, yeah, I, just, I just bumped wanna, my car into the wall. Oh, I didn't roll six times. But oh, I didn't even know it was that bad. But yeah, there, anytime, just, anytime you're in like a on-track incident, I guess, they're supposed to take your safety I, equipment. I used to drag race in high school, and other than that, I haven't really done much of it, so that makes... That makes sense. I fully understand that, like, that whole logic. I should probably just hang up every helmet that I have. Hey, if they're going to send you more. Yeah. Well, no, and to that point, it's kind of gotten to that, is there, like, if I do, like, the, the the helmet I was wearing when I did the station wagon jump, that's hanging up on a wall now. Yeah. That, that will never be used again for anything other than just looking pretty. Um, and then the helmet that I have right now, it's, their, their helmets are just awesome. Like, it's yeah. funny, I raced the Baja Bugs, and my buddy that has... Uh, we won't name what, we won't name it better, but he like picks my one up and he's like. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Oh, this is so good. I'm like, yeah. yeah. They, they make some really, really good stuff. And that's I've put a lot more thought and money behind safety. Uh, like a handful of these things. I was wearing a, like, they were the fire retardant Dixon flannels. But just wear one of those and be like, ah, fire suit. It's close yeah. enough. This should work. And then Safe we enough. Yeah, it's good. Literally rolled the van over and caught it on fire. So <laughs> it's just pump ninety three. Yeah, we're not good. Not that crazy. We got like half a tank. It should burn out quick. <laughs> it's not like methanol or something crazy. You know, it's fine. At least you can see the fire. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, what are you up to now? Because I know you're linked up with Pastrana and those guys, and you're doing all of that kind of. And that, to that point, if you've heard other voices or mumbling in the background, that's because we're all here uh, for Channel 199 with uh, the Van Prix. That's what we got going on tomorrow before we go and race the 2.4 hours of Les Mullets. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, the Channel 199 has really just been a group of friends coming together, and we've all been hanging out, and now we're just trying to, you know, keep the good times rolling racing can get less serious and more fun in that aspect. And that's kind of the whole goal is, like I, I, I said it earlier, we're all about, I mean, we've got good dudes that can drive and we've got dudes that are good, but the epitome of all that is if it's not about the good times, then you've lost kind of everything that racing and 
going into any of these activities is about. And that's what the whole channel 199 is about. So yeah, that's, that's the whole goal is to kind of level up action sports, but level it up in a direction that it was going. And we've kind of felt like it might've taken a a left turn or right turn. And we want to just kind of get it back on track to being positive, having as much fun as possible with good people and just doing stuff with your buddies that scares each other, but y'all yeah. high five after and just say, that was awesome. Who's next? So your plan for like the next, at least like year going forward, just say for next year is focus on channel 199, travel around yeah. to these like events, like, you know, Freedom Factory type of stuff, put on shows for people for hire. Is that how that works? Not like, like I, it's literally like we, we, we would all do this. With no cameras rolling and just for the good time. You shouldn't do it for free, though. (laughs) You really shouldn't. (laughs) But it turns out, no, the only problem is it just costs money. So, um, we're just hard on you. That doesn't matter. Like, it as hard as it is on anybody, it's about the good time. And that, like, this is where all of these degenerates that are sitting with me now thrive. Is this is like the the quote goes in the group is, oh, that's a horrible idea. What time? Like, sign me up. I'll be there. I'll come running. And that's this whole group of people that I have with me, and we got some more showing up later today. Anyway, like to that point, it just like you, it costs money to keep the kind of the wheels turning, and so we're trying to you know just keep that going, not like trying to make money, just trying to not lose a lot of it, and just yeah, have have as much like have as much fun doing it as possible. So that's where that bottom line comes in, and. I'm no business manager for you or anything, but I hope you're getting paid by some of these events that you're going to. Like, I hope, you know, you show up at SEMA for a 30,000-person crowd and I'm going to be honest with you. L- helping you out. LS Fest, completely out of pocket. Just wanted to do it. They gave me the opportunity, and I just genuinely enjoy jumping cars. So as long as I can find, you know, the help along the way to do it, then yes. And... Yeah, we can hopefully build it into something that if it is entertaining for enough people, then yeah, like if we're helping somebody that doesn't is you know, is doesn't have the opportunities that we may have or doesn't want to take the risks that we do. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing is we will take that risk that someone might find entertaining but would never do themselves. And to that point, we're testing different things and trying different things and hopefully there's some value to that that yeah. we can carry keep this whole thing carrying and going and that's that's kind of the whole goal behind it so so for the next year also are you doing more of um what are they called uh, what what Pastrana does the uh the nitro circus nitro cross night so I'm, that whole deal? I'm signed up to race this through the end of March which are the the ser- series finale is in Vegas for nitro cross I'll be racing the Baja bugs um we're, we may dabble in some ARA, which is American Rally Association. Okay. Uh, still kind of up in the air on that. But the most fun we have is when it's this group of guys and we're all at a local event. We just came from our buddy Smagical's spot up in northern Michigan, a town you've never really heard of, Tigerton, uh, Tigerton, Wisconsin. Actually, yeah, no, Wisconsin, uh, Tigerton, Wisconsin, at the place called Smagical Retreat for the Northern Nightmare and it's a pit bike race with just our buddies in his backyard. And that's like, that's what we really want to keep going. And that's where we really have the most fun or, you know, the off days at Pastrana land where 
we're sitting around a table and just a bad idea comes up and we just see like that's literally how the hot tub jump came to fruition it was what if we cut the back well we already did a hot or we already did a convertible limo jump but what if we put a tarp on the back filter full of water and put some people back there like what would that look like shoot let's try it and the next thing you know like we've you know we're fortunate enough to have that facility to be able to do that but then be smart enough not to die doing it and there's something yeah. to be said about the test jumps and the theories and things that go in like going like that and if we can put a smile on somebody's face that maybe you know at that point in their life stuck behind a desk then that's kind of the goal is it's entertaining enough for a, an audience to say hey like those guys look like having a good fun and we can level people up and get them to aspire to do you know what they really are passionate about yeah, do you look to any of the kind of guys that came before you on this, which would be like the Knoxvilles, the, the... My idol is Spanky Spangler, and I don't know a lot of guys that know that name. Uh, he is a... Gen like, there was Evil Knievel that was mm -hmm. legend. Spanky Spangler, equally a legend, but just he was, he was your right after Evil Knievel stunt guy at every local track in, like, throughout the country. If you don't know who it is, look him up. He did... He, he lived yeah, to tell I'm not a tell. aware of the name. Yeah, he lived to tell a tell, and he did some stuff that was wild, but on that low key, just doing it for the good time. And yeah, like he hopefully to make a buck here and there to keep going to the next one. So like he's he's the guy. Like that guy, I watched him live as a kid, and that was I was like he, you know you'd see the cars stacked up, he'd jump through them and roll and do all yep. that, and I'm like that that guy is awesome. And again, fortunate enough to see him live as a kid. And that was like, I revert back to him a lot. And I get compared to him. Spanky Spangler? Yeah. Like, he was a guaranteed crash guy. <laughs> yeah. There was no good outcome. Was this on cars? Four, two he was a car like, guy. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So he would just, he would take like what you'd see in Dukes of Hazard, but like do it in front of an audience into a bunch of cars. And mm -hmm. there was Pyro and like, he was, he was a good dude. So I say was, he's still alive. Like, oh, like wow. I say, live to tell a tell and yeah. uh, rad dude for sure. That's pretty cool that he's still, I mean, his he, son, he's a great role model because he's still, yeah, he's still around. He he's, made it, right? He's probably like, a better role model than a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, he made it through. And uh, like his son followed me on Instagram like, oh, this is the best day ever. Like, this is the coolest thing. And. I don't even think he knows that, so. You got to get him out for some kind of stunt or something exactly. to watch. I do. I yeah. don't think he's, he's probably too old to be doing any Spank, stunts at this Yeah, point. Spankly, Spanky's a little old, and then his, they own, like, a trucking company, and, yeah, just good dudes. Is there anything that, I mean, you you said you haven't come across it yet, but is there, I know you were talking about water, like, there's got to be something you avoid a little bit, fire I'm not big on heights. Bit. Heights? Heights and bees. Hate bees. Bees. Bees are terrifying. I, they 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 wake up and choose violence. Yeah, like pretty rough. What do those things want to do other than just find you and cause pain? Yeah, not a big fan. Huh. So, not allergic. I just if one's around, I, this is a little embarrassing. But I was at a Boy Scout camp. Uh, actually, the National Scout Jamboree. We were at the fishing pond there, and I'm sitting there, and there's this bee that's just like sitting, just buzzing me in the face, and I'm. You can tell I'm panicking. And the, the guy that's like the leader running the whole fishing pond there, he kind of looks at me and he's like, it's a bee, man. And I'm like, I know. And it like lands on me once and I just like, I'm about to throw up and like about to run. And he's like, just, it'll go away. And literally I drop my fishing pole and run up the hill. Like, I can't handle this. Don't like bees. 
Hmm. So, and you said Utah, so obviously snow you're pretty comfortable in then. Yeah, snow's good. I grew up... Pretty nice to land in snow, I'd imagine. It's a lot most. softer than, say, Kentucky dirt, but yeah. Um, but uh, Do you have a jar of that dirt? <laughs> it, it's still picking it out of my race suit. <laughs> jarred up a little bit. Yeah, of exactly. I've, I've had a dry clean twice and still find clumps of it. Keep um, a shelf of dirt <laughs> you've crashed into. <laughs> I should have grabbed some of the pavement from Hasima Fest, too. But uh, There's probably some around. I was going to say, definitely some there. Actually, that was funny. I was pulling glass. I went to, like, I took my hat off the next day and was pulling glass out of my hair. But And you leave the windshields in those things? It's better than no windshield, I suppose. Um, yeah, I guess you'd rather not get hit by something, but I feel like, so like the, derby cars, they put like... Well, what are we going to do like is a, weld a metal grate, like, so you'll yeah, just like get some... Yeah, exactly. So we'll usually do that, especially when you're going to go through something. The one issue was with this pipe ramp. If you, again, go watch the video on Channel 199, you can see the dot. The dot was smaller than this micro, uh, microphone, and then I've got a line painted on my hood, and I'm trying to line that dot up with the line drawn on my hood, and that is, and then I've got three inches, so I've got three inches on left or right to hit this and to have it spin, or it doesn't work at all. And so to that point, I needed to be able to see, and that's why we left the windshield in, and then me being, and then we had never tested it at night, and turns out it was dark when I did it. Visibility went down. Yeah. Um, there's a comment I think I saw in the video. It was like, put your visor down. And I'm like, seeing was pretty paramount at that point. Like, if I screw this up more than three inches on either way, like, we have worse of a time than, you know, closing my eyes and just when I'm in the air, I can't really do much at that point anyway. So, um, Shit. yeah, <laughs> it was, it was. I feel like all your videos are just got to be high anxiety, just like as most viewers. Like anybody watching is just like there. There could probably be a test done of like you know put like an Apple Watch on somebody and see how their like how their uh, heart rate changes as they're watching. It definitely be interesting. And then this one, like my I, I don't like to have a lot of people around. And then for the whatever reason, my you know it was Vegas. It's Utah. My parents don't get to come out to a lot of the things that I do. And so I was like, hey, you guys should come down. And then instantly realized how bad of an idea that was when I saw how sketchy this jump was going to be. Is my mom's like, we're just proud of him. And as she like breaks off into tears, like walks off yeah. in the corner. My dad, he didn't care. Like, uh, he didn't, he didn't not care, but he's like, ah, I'll be fine. And he'll buck up. And then I've got my girlfriend there and things like that. So th those things, I, I know I'm going to be fine. Yeah. But those at a level of anxiety of trying to calm them down, then I'm like, well, what if I'm not? <laughs> my parents won't watch me drag race. My mom hates to watch me drag race. And the my thing is I'm avoiding crashing. I'm trying, like, that's the kind of the goal is to not crash. That, I can't imagine what the goal is, like, best case scenario, you crash. So I can't imagine it, my parents it, watching that. Well, that was the best part. And, like, I know, like, you want your parents to be proud of you, but my mom, I've never been more proud of her in my entire life. She hadn't really met um, Trav, and first thing she says, like, we're walking by his trailer, and she goes, I go, hey, Trav, like, this is my parents, and then she goes, and they're like, oh, wow, like, he goes, oh, hey, like, good to meet you, are, are you nervous for him, and my mom just kind of shakes her head, and I'm just here for the crash reel, like, not rehearsed, just straight first thing she says, and I was like... This is why this is why I am your child. This is great. Yeah, it I made, can see where it comes from. Yeah, man. like <laughs> Apple didn't fall that far from the tree because she's she's sad for it. And then I think he even got her like, yeah, she was really really nervous. And I'm like, look, 
this, this, there's a handful of ways this could go really bad. Mm-hmm. None of those are going to happen. And I'm going to live forever. And she goes, yeah, I guess they interviewed her like right after that. I had no idea what they said on camera, but she goes, I gave him a backer up. He told me he's going to live forever. And he kind of tries to do what he says. Yeah. So we're good. Just and call the chiropractor for Monday and, <laughs> and you're good to go. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> go sit in a hot tub for three days and <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah. I know like Travis pretty much avoids things like that because he's broken quite a few things i think pretty much everything yep so he probably avoids the crashing a little bit so he's probably good to have you around to do that for him take some of the load off yeah that was definitely i i keep referring to that video but uh, all these are in there um in that interview they're talking to him he goes this is a guaranteed crash this is something I would never sign up for. Like I, he goes into everything with full confidence. He can land it. Yeah. I am the complete opposite. Oh no! If I crash, here's worst case scenario. This can be awesome either way. So let's try it. It can't really go much downhill if you're already prepared to crash. Like if if you go into it thinking you're not going to crash, then the the crashing is the bad thing. But I would have been a straight A student if what I do now was what school was if like. Hey, I'm gonna fail, but it's gonna be awesome. I would have done. Yeah. I wouldn't have been a straight A student, but if that was It'll the goal in cool. school, I would have been awesome. <laughs> I'd imagine you are a menace on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> would have done quite well there. But yeah. Um, what happened with the limo that you were off roading? Didn't it get robbed oh, within sorry. the within hours? I don't even understand how that happened. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. I'm leaning back in my chair. Um, <laughs> so that one, we'll we'll go the short and simple part of that. Um. We came around mile marker 63 at... Well, that was at what race? Oh, sorry. So we were at the Mint 400. It was uh, round two. We showed up the first year. And I lifted off So excuse me. I need to go back the year before. I, um, at the time, not my girlfriend. We'd been hanging out. Uh, we got the wild hair that we wanted to race off-road. And I say, yes, I will do this with you. The so only she w- sends it too. Yeah, she's gnarly. She's a drifter. She's yeah. She's she's arguably a better driver unless it's a piece of crap car. Then I'm a way better driver. Anyway, um, going too far into that. Uh, but no, to that point, she says I want it. Like I went to the Mint 400 uh, in 2020. It seems like it's really cool. I'd love to race off road. Like, what do you think? Would you like? You know, would you want to team up and try this out? And I go, could be a lot of fun. But if we do it, we do it my way. And she goes, well, what does that mean? I go, we do it in a limo. Um, so she didn't know that. Uh, she didn't she's pick like, up on it. Was she's a limo. like, I should have figured. Um, so made some phone calls and actually found it. Uh, found a limo that was mildly built. We just needed to get it across the finish line. So we got it there. Um, added the cage, added this proper safety, um, added some suspension components, things like that. Um, and went for it. And we had no idea. I had talked to Matt Martelli from the Mint, who owns Mint 400, Martelli Brothers. I go, is there a class for it? And he goes, yes. <laughs> kind of like a long question. You you tailed off and ended in a question mark. And I'm like, so he's like, yeah, you're in. Um, this is what the car needs. Go do that. So we, we got the car to pass tech, and we started and we were in experimental class. We had one other guy that was supposed to be in that class with us. He had to drop out due to some uh, personal reasons. And to that point, all we had to do was finish. <laughs> we had to finish the race. We win. He said a guy tried it in a limo back in the 70s. He made it five miles in, and his car broke in half. 
which makes sense with a long wheelbase. And most limos are like welded together at the seam. They're pretty sketchy and not well. Yeah. Uh, you would think they would at least do diagonal wells when they cut the frame, and it's not. It's straight cuts and straight welds. It's terrible. I know a guy that used to work on limos, and he said I would never get in a limo or let any of my family members be in the back of a limo. With how they build those things. Me and that guy wouldn't get along. But <laughs> Well, you crashed him on purpose from the driver's seat. He was saying anything behind the driver is oh, just like yeah. a mess. No, it's sketchy. Yeah, it's kind of like how RVs are built. That's why you can crash through those. So yeah. um, but to that point, so we start down Mint 400, eight miles in, we find a crack in our radiator. Not the end of the day, but not a good day. Was that like a Crown Vic-based deal? It's a 4.6. Okay, yep. so it was like a... Panther chassis. Yeah, nothing. Limo. Yep. Uh, Lincoln Town Car. Yep. Nothing Nothing too advanced for it. Stock motor. Uh, Great built, car for it. Yeah, built transmission. Um, so we start down the path again, cracked radiator, eight miles in. We think we're done, but we try and, you know, we're, we think it was just a leaky hose, so we cut the hose, put it back on, go another, you know, 10 miles, overheats again, pull over. And then we, then we, that's where we actually find the crack in the side of the radiator, and we're just like, crap. Okay, well, let's, you know, we, we can't stop now. We're in dead, like, it's, no, it's a no-stop zone, and if we stop here, we have to rate, wait for the entire race to be over before they can even come and get us out. So let's just keep, really? yeah, There's a couple spots in that race where that's yeah. the case. Huh. You're just, you're done. Where is it at? Uh, it's in Prim, so just outside of Las Vegas. Okay. That uh, Las Vegas-California border, that's where the mm -hmm. start line is. But we, you know, we just kind of persevere. Yeah, we're making it 10 miles at a time. We, we, you know, there, every mile marker, there's a guy in an RV. We get all of his water and we dump it. And that's the nice thing about a limo. You got a lot of room for water in the back. Um, but it, there came points where there weren't, there was no guy with extra water, things like that. So it got as bad as, like, I go to jump out and uh, take a lead. <laughs> Sorry, the kind of forward but she, uh you know uh co-driver at the time what are you doing and i'm like i gotta go she's like go in the radiator and i think oh yep sorry so that i mean it was anything and everything we had from yeah. our celebration champagne in the back to pissing in the radiator to just anything we could to get across the finish line we and then we wanted to quit there was a good great time to pull off it was about mile 60 something that year they run the race forward and backwards. So yeah. that year it was like miles something, like 60-something. And the guy goes, you just cost me $50. And we're sitting there like, what, what do you mean? He goes, I bet against you. I bet you wouldn't make it this far. And that was like, that guy lit a fire under both our butts. And we're just like, all right, we're until this thing will not go another foot, we go. Yeah. And it. Well, somebody bet for you, though. There was yeah, another somebody, guy somebody, out there yeah, yeah, well, that took unless the it was like, for you. Yeah, that's that's true. So we we had to do it for that guy. Yeah, Didn't it was even, for that guy. Actually, that's the first time I ever thought about that. I just, I'm more of a screw, screw you, man. <laughs> yeah. No, not like there was a good guy yeah, out there, there that bet fifty bucks, you'd make it. Thanks, guy. No, <laughs> screw you, man. Um, so we just kept going, and, and at the end of that race, it was a mile at a time. It was a mile pullover. We'd overheated, fill it full of water, go for broke. And then it got to the very end, power steering's gone. We're stuck in third gear. We don't have low gear, we don't have high gear, we're stuck in third. And then there's a short course portion, which without power steering, that becomes pretty vicious. And I'm, we've switched, uh, Gabby, who was driving at the time, she was just better at getting it to go a little further than I was. And then to that point, she could, uh, she just knew the car. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know, if I jump in the driver's seat at that point, I don't know. What, what kind of terrain are you driving over to? 
there's whoops. It's it's arguably the is it toughest. Like dirt or rocks or like everything all over. Yeah, it, you go through a gravel pit. Like it's it's a gnarly race. I mean, arguably, you know, as they say, North America's toughest off road race. I mean, I, that's why I say arguably. Yeah. Anybody could say otherwise, but it's not an easy race, and it's an off road race to a T. And we get to the short course part. It's maybe five miles from the finish, not even that. But there's some big sweeping berms, and I'm kind of just looking at them. I'm looking at every foot we're making because we're getting that close to the finish line. And we come around one berm, and she goes, you've got to help. So I grab the steering wheel, we, and we make it through the short course, get to the finish line jump. We can't make it up the finish line jump. Too steep. We're, we have no more gearing. All of it's gone. And I go, turn this mother around, and let's put it in reverse, back up. So we, we had to finish by 10 p.m., 9.59, we crossed the finish line in reverse. First Holy people crap. and only people to ever finish the mid-400 limo. That was a long-winded answer to say, yes, round two, we didn't want it to be a fluke. We wanted to, you know, let's prove. So after that, you decided, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's make after sure. After all that, you guys still were like, hey, yeah, now we need to do it again. Well, two months later. <laughs> we, took <laughs> a good two month, we took a good two months. Right? Like, do we like this? Let's not talk about this. Oh let's gosh. not talk about everything that just happened today true test of like any friendship or any like any kind of relationship yeah and at that point i'm like we actually both of us are too stubborn to say we want to quit which was kind of cool but we neither neither of us got like mad at each other for like hey what were you thinking there what were you doing other than when i was not peeing in the radiator but yeah. other than that um misery loves company yeah it was one of those like wow like years you you love this is stupidity as much as I do. This is great. So, yeah, we gave it about two months, and then, you know, it kind of, should we try it again? Should we try it again? Should, should we go for broke? And uh, so we got the sponsors on board. They said, sure, let's try it. And we, you know, we, we, we knew where things went wrong. So we tripled down on the transmission. I spent, you know, a boatload of cash on that, spent, you know, a, bought a new radiator, <laughs> metal radiator, full, yeah. like everything good that time. And we were cruising. We get into the race, and we're we get on like it, it was running backwards. So we get on this. There's a lake bed, and we're cruising. And honestly, at about eight miles in, just a loud thunk, 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 and I'm like, "We're done. We're done." Look underneath. We shattered our front drive line. So not the end of the world. Just yeah. pulled the rest of it off, threw it in the back. We're like, "Cool." We honestly, we finished the race pretty much last year in two-wheel drive. I think we can do it. We have enough clearance. Like, if you're one of the Baja Bugs, those guys do it. Like, mm -hmm. we can do it. We've got everything we need. you got a long center. Of, you can high center yourself. Yes. Yeah, so, so the year before, it took us, you know, all day to get to, like, like there's two checkpoints that are, like, the main pit areas. And we were there in, like, an hour. We're like, oh, we are cruising. Yeah. Like, the trophy truck guys make it there in, like, five minutes. But <laughs> it took us an hour. We're like, this is great. We're good. We get there, carry on to the, the second one. And at that point, it was about mile 55. I can feel the transmission starting to do what it was doing the year before. And I'm like, like, flare a little bit. Yep. And we're losing. We have no low end. We have no top end. We're stuck in one gear yep. again. And... That's when I start. The heart starts to sink. We get to we get to the second stage, and I we look underneath, and we're just dumping transmission fluid. So we've lost a seal, we've lost something, but we're still moving. And we get to the second pit. We fill it full of transmission fluid, put a bunch in the back, 
But we know now that instead of coming down this canyon, we've got to go up it. So it's going to be a momentum race. And we're going up a hill. I have it. I'm standing on the gas pedal. We make it up at top speed of like 10 miles an hour. And now it's overheating again. It's doing everything it did the year before. Even though we tried to fix it, just didn't work out. Um, but it's still running. And it's like, well, we're still running. This, is, yeah. this isn't any more difficult than last year. We just got to this point a little faster. Um, and so we come around one turn and it's into whoops, whoops around a tight left. And I'm like, well, it's tight left into an uphill. And I'm like, I've got to keep momentum. So we come around, hit the whoop where you look in the sky, come down and then we stop. And I'm like, damn it. What happened? And I'm still flooring it like backwards, forwards, <laughs> backwards, forwards. And, you're just... and Gabby gets out and she just, we're done. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, we're done get out i look and the axles just snapped in half so like the rear axle front axle front we just axle. snapped it in half and so we go luckily there was a um one of the safety guys or one of the you know race officials that was standing right there and she goes yeah you're done um i you know i'm here all night i'll watch it you're good the mm -hmm. big trucks come through tomorrow so uh you want to just leave it here we'll come get it after the race left it there everything was fine that night um, so they had the trophy trucks run Sunday, but then, um, we were hoping to get it out that night and it didn't work out that they could get the forklift that they needed. And they're like, Oh, we'll have, you know, it should be fine. And it wasn't, um, how many other vehicles are they getting this forklift for? Is it just you? Just us. Like just, yeah. the, the, the limo was probably 13,000 pounds. Like yeah. it's. Not a race vehicle in by any stretch. And those Baja trucks, they're pretty good about making sure that they don't, that they're not broken on the side of the road. They can pretty much fix them. Or they can they can yank them out. This yeah. thing is just it weighs too much. The helicopter in to fix those things sometimes. Exactly. And well, when we're a, it's a frame on frame, so we're twice the weight. Like it's a mm -hmm. basically a Chevy three quarter ton on top of a full fledged you know Lincoln yeah. Town Car limo with thirty nine inch BFGs and you know reinforced axles all that like it's a heavy car yeah so anyway we're like okay well like and then as we're driving up they go get they like we just hear over the intercom then they go get the get the the owners here quick it's bad so you're coming back to get it the what two days later yep so monday morning because okay. the race goes through sunday and they go and the like and the guy just goes how bad he goes just get him here and that's what i'm like this car is like LA freeway stripped and sure enough, it was, everything was gone. Um, and, and how far are you from like anything though? Aren't they, you like they call this section of the course dead man's land. So we're 63 miles in. There's a couple of dirt roads that you can get there a little bit quicker, but there's nothing around. Like I, I had no idea that the roads out even existed. So yeah. like, uh, you know, it's a road calm enough to get a, like a, a giant front load, front end loader in, but it took us, four hours to do this just because it was slow yeah, you know, yeah. like all that and anyway we get there and it it gabby broke down in tears i was just scratching my head thinking who's who thinks that like, this is theirs like it's yeah. you know we it's it's not easy to go off-road racing it costs yeah. an exorbitant amount of money even if it's in a stupid car it's not cheap tires wheels seats 
yep. you, you know, radios, and then you pay the pit crew and everything on top of that. And all of that to just be taken was just heartbreaking. Um, like we were defeated at that point. They, you know, the, the guys, the safety guys were good. They helped us out, got it on the trailer and just kind of said, yeah, like, don't know what to tell you right now. The like, how is crazy too. Like, how did they manage that? So like, it's one of those, so they, effectively. Like, they had to know cause they, like they took pieces that you wouldn't know to take unless you're an off-road guy. Yeah. Our Atlas transfer case gone, like that kind of stuff where you're like, yeah, yeah. Not just the wheels and tires. Not like just the wheels and tires. And everything but, in it. Yeah, but like that kind of stuff where you're mm -hmm. like, you you pulled out an Atlas transfer case in the desert clean. like, And yeah. you took the mini driveline that you can't just buy. It, like, like that has to be custom. Like they knew. Anyway, long story long there, and we can finish up with that. The off-road community came together so strong. Yeah, there were those that were like, should have stayed with the car, should have stayed with the car. Well, we didn't know. Yeah. We're, I'm not an off-road racer. We're two idiots that don't really know what they're doing, trying to do something that's never been done before twice. And But to be honest, like the rest of the off-road community came together and just genuinely you know, kind of poured out their hearts, and it was cool. Every sponsor was like, whatever you need, you've got it back. Yeah. We want to see this car do it again. We're now taking a big, big breath in. Uh, actually, Gabby's down to the Baja 1000, so this may revigorate her to like do it again. I'm like, I will show up. I'd love to see the car roll again. I don't know if I want to go and tempt fate for the third time, but I'll never say never. And if you know somebody, if there's somebody that twists my arm hard enough to say that, just try your dumb idea one more time, I'll probably do it. Yeah, I'd like to see it done a little bit. I, I, that was a cool deal. I liked watching along as you guys were doing that. And it was heartbreaking when I saw the post a couple days later of, like, everything just stripped <laughs> off of it, man. Such a bummer. Well, I know you got to get out of here, so we're going to end it off here. How can people find you? How can they support what you're doing? How can you plug yourself, get some subscribers, some yeah. followers, any way you can promote yourself right now? Biggest thing for, I think, me and, you know, the whole crew here is Channel 199. Like, go subscribe to that. That is where you're going to get the inside scoop to kind of everything yep. we have going and see how kind of sketchy everything is. Come over, shut up. <laughs> Just, like, there's, I think, a lot of people go into what they perceive as being, oh, well, it would be easy if they had money. If I, if I had all that money, if I had this. This is that inside look of, like, no, it's this is as redneck as you get. Um, somebody made the comment is like, oh, if I wish I could do this for full time or if I had this much money, it would be easy. And I'm like, you mean so this should be really difficult for me living paycheck to paycheck yeah. because that's just not the case. But to that point, yeah, like Channel 189 is that good inside look, a longer format of like all the all the back and forth that we have, all the, you know, we have a great time as friends and hopefully, you know, that that kind of like that kind of camaraderie can be we just like widen that circle a little bit um and then you know jim underscore york is me yeah that's that's the quick down you and dirty of some other stuff yeah that's the instagram uh yeah, i'll put thing. everything in the description like always guys definitely go check it out i mean we talked about all these stunts but you don't really grasp it until you see it in person or in video in person wherever you can see it i'm sure you post about when stuff's coming up but dude thanks for coming on that was a blast thanks for having me and yeah short notice but usually the best notice <laughs> yeah. for me so that that's all out. we needed be there in 10 minutes here <laughs> we are <laughs>